It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Perception, the show. What's going on, Matt? Uh, you are in an undisclosed location. You look like you're in a like in a hostage situation, pal. What's going on? Blink twice if you need help. I know, right? Yeah, seriously. One, two. Uh, no, yeah, I'm in a very empty looking uh, spare bedroom in a house that we're renting um, here in Sandbridge while we're visiting family. But, you know, it's funny, man. I'm on the I'm on the East Coast. So we're doing this show at like seven. We normally do it at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Right. And I mean, God, the amount that your body gets used to like sports time is just so it's so weird, man. You know, like it was great on Sunday, you know, cause we had the, I don't know why I'm going to this now, but whatever. Um, you know, we had the, we had the baby shower on Saturday. So, you know, your boy had a few beers, you know, tossed back a few right <laughs> on Saturday. And it was yeah. like, Hey, who cares? I don't got to be up on the show until noon. You know I mean? I'm, I don't know. got to be up. It's like 6am. Like I normally am back on the West coast, you know, but then yeah. it like, I'm doing the, the recap podcast for Yahoo at like, you know, damn near midnight is when I file my piece. Right. So it's, it's, um, it's just funny how we uh, how we get used to sp- like sports dictates our body clocks in so many weird yeah. ways, and so I'm oh, having sure. uh, it's an adju- it's an adjustment, man. Uh, but it's but it's been good, yeah, it's been good. Uh, but anyways, hey, listen, we got a great show uh, in front of us here today. We are going to break down uh, things we saw from the Colts Raiders game on both sides. What do we see from the Colts? What do we see from the Raiders? Uh, talk about the Cooper Cup injury, seeding Lamb's big day. But I want to start with Justin Jefferson because my God. <laughs> My dude went absolutely ham sandwich. Ten catches, one ninety three, and a touchdown. And I'm, this is no cap, no exaggeration. Like Justin Jefferson, legitimately, single handedly, gave the Vikings the victory. Like he kept mm-hmm. them in that game. There's no way in hell they win that game without the heroics of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those moments where. Like, I, I think it's a statement game from Justin Jefferson. You know, it's a game where he shows you that he's not just one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, which he's certainly one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He's also just one of the best, like, non-quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the most valuable yeah. non-quarterbacks in the NFL. And, you know, it's funny, like, the one thing that you could say about Justin Jefferson so far this year, for just from a pure stats perspective, because this whole week there's so many examples. You know, the C.D. Lamb thing we'll, we'll talk about a little bit. But, like, you know, it's all, it's almost as if, the box score, just traditional stats don't do a very good job of showing how a wide receiver is really playing. Cause we have no questions about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's a great player. Um, but right. like there was a little, it just always felt like there's a little bit meat left on the bone with Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. this year. A lot of it is mostly because 
you know, the downfield plays weren't there. The plays in like 50, 50 ball contested situations weren't there. Um, you know, Kirk cousins is having his lowest, uh, touchdown rate and adjusted yards per attempt, uh, Viking season hmm. so far this year, at least heading into week 10. I haven't revisited the number since then, but, um, yeah, he just hasn't been as efficient. And I think a lot of that was sort of making, not that you would call Justin Jefferson a disappointment in fantasy, no. right? But oh God, no, he wasn't having quite like the nuclear level season, but a lot of it was because they weren't really getting him the ball downfield. They weren't really getting him the ball in contested situations. I saw next gen stats put out that every single one of his completion or his catches against the Buffalo Bills had a sub 50% uh, completion probability like they were all <laughs> high degree of difficulty catches and Justin Jefferson just kind of right. took that game over man so you know Gelhar and I when you missed the podcast a couple of um couple of weeks ago we had the conversation about AJ Brown and you know was is AJ Brown a top five receiver in the NFL and it's like we were both in agreement yes he is but then at the same time it's like well, where does he rank in that inside that top five like is he over Justin Jefferson I don't know because I mean Justin Jefferson is he's that good. Like I, again, I think yeah. he is one of the most non, the most valuable non quarterbacks in the NFL. Of course, like I say, you know, sit here and do this. Now we want to re-rank top five receivers. It's we're going to leave somebody <laughs> out. Okay. Like we might not even get to Jamar chase in the conversation because the position's so stacked, but yeah. yeah, to me, that was one of those games where it's like, you know, and especially the catch like that, that's going to, going to be replayed over and over again you know there's already right. people out there legitimately saying like it's the best catch in nfl history i don't know if it's the best catch in nfl history no. you know i we, mean we had this we had this conversation and i understand that it's in the conversation like it's in the realm of possibility i get that you know i still i doesn't matter i always go back to the odell catch because dude he's going down there running full steam full mm -hmm. on full head of steam full like just full stride and has to lay out on the sideline and make that play deep downfield, that's a harder catch. That's a harder catch. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm, he got like three fingers like on it too. Like the three fingers in the thumb. Exactly. Like, I don't even think he got it, it fully like, palmed. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from Justin Jefferson's catch. I started this segment by saying the dude absolutely dominated that game. I'm just saying, if you go back and watch it, it's not like he's going you know, full speed, right? Like he has to wait for that ball to get there. There's a defender obviously in the area. Um, the way he made the catch is incredible. It's contested and all those things, but it wasn't, but it was happening at a speed where you're like, okay, it's like, I don't want to say slow developing, but you could kind of sort of see the play happening as it's happening. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. Whereas the Odell thing was a lightning strike. You're just like, there's no way in hell he's catching that ball. Oh my God. He caught that ball. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. Was that was still things. crazy. And, yeah. and Look, I, I think uh, I said this about Justin Jefferson after his rookie season. I was like, that was the most impressive rookie season reception perception results since Odell Beckham. Like, I think right. Justin Jefferson had as good of a, um, a good, as good of a rookie season as uh, Odell Beckham did. He just didn't have that quite that catch that statement moment on Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys where everybody saw it playing for a New York team. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, Beckham at his peak was like a legendary talent doing stuff like that. But you could also say offsetting like which in terms of which one is better. And I, I do think this stuff is kind of stupid, right? Like I'm not trying to be like, you know, one of these big <laughs> right. TV shows, like right. stay tuned next for to tell you why the Justin Jefferson catch <laughs> actually wasn't that cool. Okay. Like I'm not actually trying to do that, but you could say that the Jefferson right. one in, ter in terms of the moment, like what it meant fourth and 18 in that, like 
they like you said they don't win that game without Justin Jefferson right so that gives him more credit to it but yeah I just I think it was one of those games where you know a wide receiver truly took the game over put right. the offense on his back and said like yep. yeah I am I am having that type of season even if the stats don't always show it because this offense is still sort of kind of coalescing um that I'm having that type of season where I am one of the best like players in the NFL period. Like regardless of position, I am that good. And Justin Jefferson is legitimately that good across the board. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, what I came away from that thinking was number one statement game for Justin Jefferson. Number two, like, can we stop with this whole, like the Vikings are, are not like, they're not that good. There's this like, look, they have a great record. So many things are coming together for them. They just beat, a Bills team, Buffalo. That even yeah. even if Josh Allen's not playing like his best right now, he's certainly making too many mistakes. Mm -hmm. They're still one of the three best teams in the NFL. Period. Like everybody's Super Bowl favorite coming into this year, and yeah, you know, I, I almost think kind of James, like I said, mentioned the Kirk Cousins stuff. I almost kind of think like if you're a Vikings fan, you could almost feel kind of good that like, hey, we're, we're we have this incredible record, and our quarterback's not even playing that great right now. Like from an efficiency perspective, like what if <laughs> right. Kirk Cousins, who's always been a streaky player, like mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins having rocky moments? Oh, you know, wake me up when there's something new to talk about. There, that's been Kirk Cousins' entire career. Like, what if he just catches fire at some point, and then this team could really make a run in the NFC? I mean, why not? Look at the NFC why right not? now; they totally could do it. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, it's wide. The NFC is wide open. They absolutely could do it. I mean, look, they, they've obviously locked up their division practically already. Um, we're going into week number 11. You, you talk about Kirk Cousins and streaky quarterbacks. I mean, isn't that what that's what the NFC championships are all about are streaky quarterbacks. It's like go yeah. back 15 freaking years you know it's like it's nothing but just streaky guys getting hot at the right moment nick Foles, eli manning you know it's like, other than like tom i mean Brady, Matt, what about what about matt stafford like sure. matthew stafford's had you could make that argument too. streaky moments i mean even even within last season it wasn't like i think there's this idea that matthew stafford was just like great from the beginning to the end of last year but there was a yeah. whole period where it was like do we need to have a conversation it's so this is so funny what about football man it's like we never remember the actual journey that it took to get there. We just remember no. like the end results or we remember right. how teams start. We remember how they finish, but we always forget the end or like the middle. And with the Rams, like right. remember there were moments last year where it was like, do we need to have a conversation mm -hmm. about Matthew Stafford? And like, was this trade really Absolutely. worth it? Like, did they really upgrade on Jared Goff? And obviously this year has been just a complete trade wreck for the Rams. It's a whole other conversation, but um, yeah, it's just like, that's how a lot of these quarterbacks that aren't, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, like, Patrick Holmes, Josh Allen, even and even Josh Allen again is having a little bit of a streaky moment. Right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> unless you're Patrick Mahomes or you're Tom Brady at the peak of his powers, or like you know Peyton Manning or one of these guys, like yeah, you have up and down moments, and like you just hope you catch fire at the right time. I think, I think the Vikings could feel like in this watered down NFC, like we just have to catch fire at the right time. And same thing with the you know any of these other NFC teams um, that have a little bit of a question at quarterback like Minnesota does. It's funny because man. 
like my colleague John Hansen is a lifelong Vikings fan, and he just has such a like tumultuous relationship with that franchise. Oh yeah, as yeah, you yeah. can imagine, as you can imagine, you know. And it's like I mean, James, doesn't... I said the, I said the words Vikings fans can feel good, <laughs> and I don't think there's a Vikings fan out there that's, that that nope. feels good at any nope. point ever. Nope. Ne- never, never, and and that's the thing with with John is he's he wants to believe. But he doesn't believe, you know, and it's like and he was saying, like, you know, real Viking fans, like lifelong Viking fans. It's like they're happy, but they're not like they're not like hopeful. I don't know, because like hope has just been stomped out of them for so many years, you know. So right now they're happy, but they're not like that's the way he put it. They're happy, but they're not hopeful, you know, because Mm -hmm. with hope brings pain, you know. So like it just I don't know. It's it is very man. (laughs) It's a lot of fun talking about the Vikings for a lot of reasons. Justin Jefferson is playing out of his mind. We got Kirko Chains doing his thing, you know, like on the plane with the ice shirt off and just just loving it, man. Like, and you know, all those things. This is just such a fun Vikings team um, to mm-hmm. watch because it's it's a roller coaster. Every like a lot of these games are really really close. They're eight and one. It's not like they've dominated any of these games. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, they're just such a funny team because they have had this like, I, I don't know. They've just had, there's just, again, it feels like there's a meat left on the bone with the Vikings, even on offense where they have this like superstar player in um, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin cook, like that, right. that run yesterday that Dalvin cook had against the bills. Ooh, I boy. feel like that was kind of the first time that Dalvin cooks had one of those like massive oh. trademark runs like that that really Absolutely. hasn't been there the offense the offensive line from a pass protection standpoint hasn't played incredible all year long I think that's still gelling and you know that's kind of again the funny thing is that they have this record and they're really maybe not playing as <clears throat> great as their record might indicate but they have the talent right. to do it you know and that's the thing where if they just flip a switch and even if they lose some of these games but they're playing a little bit better towards the stretch run you almost might think like well you know what this is why it's like who gives a damn how they look as long as they win because it's just building up like you just look at that as like you're just building up insurance you're just building yourself like room for error later on in the year and that's kind of where i feel like we're at with this vikings team (laughs) um couple notes here okay one i just wanted to point out the fact that this all this offseason talk of getting dalvin cook you mentioned dalvin cook getting dalvin cook more involved in the pass game that obviously was a lie (laughs) because dalvin cook right now is averaging 3.7 targets per game i believe that's a career low for him a career low matt amazing think about that (laughs) that is incredible (laughs) It's like what? Uh, it's not. It's not even average for him. It's like, come on, dude. What? What? What happened here? I thought we were supposed to get him more involved in the passing game. That's obviously not the case. Uh, and the other thing I want to bring up, um, and because it's like, uh, because we talked about this, we go all harken all the way back to week one, Matt. Harken all the way back to week one. You went on and you said, "Oh, I could see Jamar Chase being the first receiver ever. The first receiver ever." To have two thousand receiving yards, you and mean then Justin the, Jefferson, not Jamar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase, just be quiet. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, first receiver ever to have two thousand uh, receiving yards. And then, of course, the next two weeks, it was like, nah, well, that's not going to happen. Guess nope, what? Just a little off that pace. Guess what? We're what? back, baby. We're I back. Know, right? After one ninety three and through ten games, 
Justin Jefferson is on pace for 2,003 yards, Matt. <laughs> what a crazy topsy-turvy season. It just takes it just takes a few big games, right? Um, you know what's even more amazing is like Justin Jefferson's not even leading the NFL in receiving yards. Tyree Kill. I know, I know. Right, exactly. Dude, Ty- Tyree Kill and like Justin Jefferson both look like they have full season number. They actually both only have four touchdowns. Um, but yeah, man, pretty crazy. You know, Justin Jefferson on the season just averaging nine just nine point six. Uh, air yards per target like that's again that's the thing like the more they can get him the ball in in deep downfield situations in high leverage situations I think the better Justin Jefferson is you know again 308 receiving yards alone the last two weeks and his air yards per targets up at 3.4 the last two weeks so they have started to get that downfield passing game working that's gonna have to happen if he's gonna (laughs) He's going to have 2,000 receiving yards, man. But, I mean, what a special player. He's just – yeah. I think I think he just goes to show, like, I know I'm, I'm going to, you know, talk about route running, shock. I'm going to talk about technique, shock. But, like, that's what was special about Justin Jefferson. I, I think he kind of got overlooked because he wasn't really – I mean, the, that, that was a flashy-ass catch he just had. He wasn't really, like, a flashy, flashy player in college. He was just so rock solid. I mean, he just looked like – Keenan Allen, you know, playing in college football, which isn't that Mm -hmm. exciting for some people, but it's like, man, he already has a mastery of that. What if he adds the other stuff? It's like he could become the best receiver in football, and that's exactly what he's been so far. I mean, it's very, it is very Chris Olave ish to me. Like, you know, come to come back to a guy we've talked about recently on the show. It's just Mm -hmm. guys already a technically refined player. Imagine if he grows physically more. If he, you know, this other stuff, like he becomes he grows his body you know he grows into his body more he becomes stronger he becomes faster all this stuff so man i mean justin jefferson again just a special player and and really a a point of why you know what matters like these guys who know how to run routes these guys who know how to play with craft like they're they're just such a good floor and then look at the ceiling they can build on top of